everyone. I'm Julie Bacon, a.k.a. The Q Coach, and thanks for listening. When I think about the philosophies or principles that define my coaching perspective, I suppose it really comes down to two things. The first is a belief. I fundamentally believe that I can change. Sure, with effort, with time, with practice, sometimes with money, whatever. Um, And this mindset is considered a growth mindset. It's the belief that my abilities or where I am right now can improve even by a small measure. All right. I can be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. I believe I can change, right? Evolve, grow, whatever your word for it is, right? Contrast this with a growth, this growth mindset rather with a fixed one. A fixed mindset would tell me that I can't change, that my hand was dealt to me a long time ago, that I only have so much talent or am not a quote natural. It's what I say to myself when I lean into the belief that I'm bad at math, for example, right? It's an example I use a lot, which is why I'm already giggling. Um, and while I may not have a natural proclivity for calculus and trig, like not at all, I know that I could improve if only I wanted to. And here's the truth. I don't really want to. Like when it comes to math, like I'm good enough. Like I get through life, right? I have Google to teach me the things that I need to know, right? So it's of course easy to admit this when it comes to something I don't really care about, right? Like my math abilities, like I don't really care. Like I don't feel judged about it. Um, you know, I'm fine with it, right? But this fixed mindset turns into an excuse when we would actually wish we could improve something, um, but we don't really know how, maybe, or we don't think we can, or we don't really want to work that hard at it, right? Which is true. That's like, that's like a real life thing, right? And so, And we also do it to our dogs all the time, right? We assign them with this like fixed characteristic, something like about them that we believe, or maybe it's just something we tell people, right? Um, But however, we speak it, right? We speak it into truth that it's about our dogs. Um, So like my dog doesn't like this place. My dog doesn't play with toys when I'm away from home, right? Um, My dog doesn't want to do that. I don't, I mean, like, so we do this a lot. And like when I'm out and about, whether I'm teaching or I'm at a trial or something, I hear, I hear it everywhere. Like people have all these little different versions, you know, whether you're walking in agility or a rally course or something and you're like, oh my dog, that's, you hear someone say, my dog's not good at that. Or I, I can't do that. Or, ooh, I'm going to have to handle that a different way or something like that. Nine times out of 10, it's said from like more of a fixed mindset perspective rather than a figuring out how to actually do it, right? Um, And I always want to say, it kills me. I always want to say like, lean over and be like, is this really true? Um, And of course I don't. It shows a big part of refrain on my point. Um, But it's a really good question. Like when we wonder like, am I being fixed about this? Am I being a fixed mindset person about this? Ask yourself, is this really true? Right? Or can I change this? Can this be changed? Can this evolve? Right? And so to me, the reason that a growth mindset is is a foundational belief right? Is that in order to get better at anything, I don't care if it's math, if it's handling skills, um, if it's just, I don't know, just getting yourself organized and get it, get yourself to the ring in the morning. You have to fundamentally 
believe that it's possible and you have to want to change. All right. And of course, it may seem obvious when I say it that way, like growth mindset. Okay, duh. Yeah, I've got to believe that I can get better. Of course, I believe I can get better. Or I've got to want to change. Of course, I want to change. But change is hard. Change is really freaking hard sometimes, right? And doing the work is not only hard sometimes, but sometimes it's uncomfortable or it means you're going to be really bad at this new thing for a while, right? And nobody likes to be really bad at something. And so you might even have to be bad at it in public. Oh my, right? You might do this bad thing in front of people because you're learning and you're pushing yourself and you're trying something new. And in order to really see if you got it, you know, if you and your teammate have it, you're going to go try it out at a trial where there are other people watching. Um, and it is a little bit of a secret newsflash, though, that like they don't really care as much about you as they're just sort of leaning over the fence to watch. Um, but what happens is, is we get that fear in our head and worse, that fear of failure. And we actually like and it, it happens in our brains in these weird ways. But we decide that we would rather stay bad at something and be comfortable where we are than be uncomfortable trying to learn and to change. Like that's how scary change is. That's how hard change can be. So to be in a growth mindset means you also are embracing being uncomfortable and being a beginner, right? And and having that beginner's mind, as they say in the Far East, right? That kind of Buddhist mindset of like having a beginner's mind, which means you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to be on the struggle bus for a while, right? And by the way, it's also super okay not to want to change. Um, sometimes we're not ready. Sometimes um, the things that we want to change, like me and math, like just aren't important enough to put that effort in. Um, sometimes we aren't ready to let go of these old comfortable ways. Um, sometimes we need a catalyst. We need a push or a pull. So um, it's all totally fine. You don't have to change, right? No one's making you change. But I just want you to be really conscious about that and the fact that you, there are areas in your life, my life, everyone's life, where we're not willing to change. Totally fine. Just want you to be conscious and honest about it. All right. And the issue I see fairly often is that handlers say they want to change, but they don't believe they can, right? This shows up typically like when I'm talking with someone in the form of like excuses or they'll say, oh, I'm just giving you the background. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go on. And they'll, they'll say like, well, no, I would do that, but, or I tried that once, it didn't work, or I could never do that right? So you get the, I mean, you get the idea. You've used them. I've used excuses like that. We've all used excuses. We have, we have them. We have like books of them, right? Um, But when I hear people talk in absolutes, right? They use always, never, even the word is, right? Because is is like a state of being. Um, It's a clue, right? It's a clue that they're having a fixed mindset moment, I'll say, right? Because we're all fixed sometimes, we're all growth sometimes, sort of just depends. But when I hear those words, and when you hear yourself say those words, it's just a clue. It's just feedback. It's like, oh, I'm having a fixed moment about this, all right? So it's scary to leave the old ways, as I said. And, you know, especially, you know the results you're going to get with the old behavior, 
You don't know the results you might get with the new behavior. And like I said, you're going to be kind of not good at it at first, right? Um, So familiar is always hard to leave. So cut yourself a break when you feel yourself resisting change or knowing that you want to be different but kind of afraid to go there or already telling yourself you're, you're not going to be able to do it so you're already failing before you begin. Just listen for that, all right? So also, we're not all of one or all of the other all the time in all of our lives, right? I can be a growth mindset about running my dogs, but in a fixed mindset about how I make the bed, <laughs> you know? And yeah, it's a you know, silly, easy example, but we're all of the things all of the time. And it's a really big continuum between being fixed and being growth. And you bounce around all the time in any given day, in any given topic, in any given moment, all right? So what I would love is this week for you is you to just notice when you are more naturally leaning into a fixed mindset and when you are more open and leaning into a growth mindset, right? Are you leaning into change and growth and and evolution? Or are you like, you know what? I'm good with how it is. I'm just going to stay right here. Okay. So just notice that's your only job um, this week. Okay. All right. So obviously in coaching, in growing, in this like mental mindset game that I play in, having a growth mindset is a core belief and is a really foundational thing. Because if you come to me, you have to, you're obviously coming because you want to try to fix something or help or, you know, or even if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to get like nuggets or things that will help you this weekend as you're driving right now to that next trial. Um, and, but the first thing is, is that openness and that willing to grow and evolve and potentially put yourself in some uncomfortable spaces for a greater good to play the long game as you will. Right. Okay. So that's number one. So I said there were two things. The second thing is I have a foundational concept around process goal. All right. And so everybody has goals, right? I have a goals, you have goals. I have a Santa's list, Santa's list, right, of goals that I want. Um, I have them for me. I have them for each dog. I got goals, 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 right? Okay. And nearly all of these goals that I write down and I do, I have kind of a ritual. I do them at the beginning of the year. I kind of review them a couple times throughout the year. I put milestones in place to see how I'm doing against those goals, right? They're all pretty much outcome goals, right? Get a title, get a cue, get legs towards something, get points towards something else, right? It's like this constant scavenger hunt of things that we're collecting, all right? You know, an a cue, a, a run, a pass, you know, they're all things we're collecting, right? But an outcome goal is a destination, right? Those are all destinations. A title is a destination. It's finishing something. Even a single clean round is a destination. Passing the test, getting the cue, um, you know, these are results. They're outcomes. They're endings, actually. You're like, got it, check, you know. Um, They're future, right? And I often say that if you are thinking about your outcome goal, your mind is already on the drive home, right? Because you're thinking about I got done. Got it. This is what happened. This is what success looks like. Me driving home with this green ribbon on my dashboard, right? All right. Process goals, on the other hand, are the things we need to do 
in order to achieve those desired outcomes, right? So I need to run connected. I need to be smooth. I need to maintain eye contact. Um, I need to eat right. You know, I just was at a trial this weekend and I noticed like in the middle of the day, I was like super sluggish and I was like, okay, I did not bring the right something, something, you know, so I got to work on that, right? In process goals, we are in 100% control. I'm in control whether or not I'm connected to my dog. I'm in control if I brought brought the right food to, to eat during the day. Um, running on con- or running eye contact. How about running, you know, running connected and maintaining eye contact? Sometimes they're the same, but you know, um, 100% control of process goals, 100%. Outcome goals, mm, not so much. We could be having the, the run of our lifetime and um, someone opens a door or distracts our dog and either a bar comes down or we're doing group stays and our dog starts starting to get up, right? There's other, there's so many other variables at a trial that can happen that we can only control what we can control. And those things are our process goals. Okay. So they're the things that we need to do in also another way to think about it. They're the things that we need to do in order to even have a shot at qualifying, right? If I don't stay connected to my dog, I'm probably not going to qualify, right? If I don't have great attention during my healing exercise, I'm probably something's going to go wrong, right? So um, if I do that, though, it at least puts me in a position where a cue is now possible. Do you see what I'm saying? So the process goals are the things we have to do to put us on the path toward a cue, a pass, a title, etc. All right? Another thing I really like about process goals is they give us focus. If my goal for the day, let's say, is to get a cue in this class or to take the points and breed or to pass, you know, a test, um, then how can I even be focused? Like, what am I even focused on in the run, right? Because I'm focused on the, the sum, the result of all the little dozens, dozens and dozens maybe, of little micro moments that happen during a run. So if you just for a moment, like think of like your chosen sport and you think about all the little tiny things that add up to a whole run, even if that run is like, you know, 40 seconds long, right? Or it's eight minutes long or whatever um, and everything in between, like what are all the little things that have to go right in order for you to have the outcome that you want? right? But if you're process goal focused, now you can be focused on aspects of it, right? Like staying connected. For me this weekend, it was getting my weave entrance, right? So, um, and the truth is I can have, I can not cue and I can accomplish my process goals and I can then have something to celebrate because now I'm making progress and I know that if I continue to execute on my process goals, my outcome goals will just come. I don't have to do anything about the outcome goals. The outcome goals will happen. I've written them down. I am manifesting that that is what I'm working toward. I'm putting actions in place to work on those goals and then I'm focused when I get to the trial on my process goals right? So that's the power to me of process goals, right? It's progress. It's progress towards the things that we want. And as handlers, I, we all want things. We all want a whole bunch of things, right? But we've got to have a way to make progress, to measure progress, to celebrate progress, 
And that, that answer, that way, is through process goals. Setting good process goals, having a feedback loop where you're like, how did I do against my process goals? You know, cue or not cue, like that's irrelevant at this point. Did I nail my process goals? Did I get my weave entries? Did I run connected? Were we better than we were the weekend before in this thing that I'm focused on, right? Um, You know, I mean, some of my favorite, like my, my truly favorite obedience run was with my first burner, Novice A. Um, and I can still, I can imagine everything about it. And he only in like the ring work, like before group stays, he, in the ring work, he lost like, like two or three points. Like, hello, Bernie's mountain dog in Novice, like two or three points. Okay. We NQ'd in a catastrophic way in the group stays. <laughs> catastrophic. Like I almost got written up. Like it's a long story. Um, a dog like started something outside the ring with him, then was next to him on the group stays. He felt he had to finish the conversation. Zoomies ensued. Okay. So if you've been in the obedience ring, you know how mortifying that is. The judge was like lecturing me. So I went from like two to three points off to like, I'm getting kicked out. Like I'm practically, I didn't get kicked out, but like felt like I was about to get kicked out of like AKC for life or whatever, which was dramatic, but of course did not happen and was not real. Um, But you know what? It's still one of my favorite obedience runs because, oh my God, we were amazing. And when I think about connection and what that feels like and what a really great healing pattern and all those exercises feel like, that's what I imagine. And I NQ'd spectacularly, okay? So think about those, you know, if you run agility, think about the runs that you loved, but you had a drop bar or, you know, whatever sport it is, all those things that went well, even though you didn't come home with the green ribbon on your dashboard, right? Or whatever color your chosen sports qualifying ribbons are. So, um, and those are process goals, right? We can still be successful when we are measuring against our process goals. And, you know, it's a business adage that I borrow from a lot, but like what we focus on, what we give attention to is what gets results. So we want to be focusing on those building blocks, those process goals that will get us the results that we crave. Okay. So, all right. As you can tell, this is a passionate point for me. Um, super foundational. You're going to hear a lot about it. I have hours and hours more that I could say on this. Um, and we're going to cover it in various ways because we're going to cover this from like various aspects because it comes up in different ways. Um, but for this week, the week ahead, or if you're on your way to a trial or wherever you're listening, I would love to challenge you to come up with process goals for your week ahead. Maybe you're trialing this week or next week. Maybe you're just doing training. Maybe you're just doing classes. Maybe you're backyard training, okay? What is it that would be a win if it happened? What would be a win, all right? Is it you get five minutes of great healing in your backyard or at Tractor Supply or wherever you're training, right? Or do you want to actually have a really good start lines day if you're playing agility this weekend? Like whatever it is. What would be really great if it happened? And you can't say cue, <laughs> okay? It has to be a process goal, all right? It has to be something you are 100% in control of, all right? So, and I want you to work toward it. I want you to write it down. I want you to commit to it. I want you to visualize it. I want it to be the focus and then see what happens, 
right? See what that result is when you focus on the process instead of focusing on the end result. All right. Love to know what happens. All right. And don't forget to notice that like when you're being fixed and when you're being growth, because spoiler alert, they are very closely related, right? To be in a process goal mindset is also to be in a growth mindset, right? Because you are, you, you're realizing that you're working toward progress and you're playing a longer game and you, you have big outcome goals, but you know that these are the pieces that it takes and that you can be better today than you were yesterday. All right. So that is it for now. If you want more, please check out the show notes. And as always, please subscribe, review and share this podcast because it helps uh, immensely with all the algorithms that run the world now. All right. So be sure to kiss your dogs and have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Thanks.